Hello and welcome to the Sanctuary First podcast. I'm James Cathcart and I'm here with uh, Dave Slater. Do you want to say hi, Dave? Hi, good to see you. Hear you. <laughs> good to be with you. That's good to the share, good, good share to be the audio you. space. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Slater is a minister uh, in the Church of Scotland, a uh, minister of Gartcosh and Glenboig Parish Churches. Uh, and we are here now um, in Gartcosh, uh, near the Nature Reserve. Uh, and I've come along to ask Dave some questions about running, because Dave loves to run. And this month at Sanctuary First, we're talking about journeys, um, a movement, uh, physicality, and the idea of the experience of pilgrimage, perhaps being something where uh, you can stretch the legs and the imagination, um, where you're walking both, in some sense, to God and with God. Um, and so I thought it'd be interesting to talk to someone who is interested in uh, running and movement, um, so Dave, I was just wondering if you could tell me, what do you enjoy about running? Uh, well, my usual flippant response is that I enjoy having done it <laughs> rather than doing it, but that's that's not entirely true. I do enjoy doing it, um, having not been particularly uh, fit, active or sporty for the majority of my life. Uh, I got into uh, running um Partly inspiration from uh, London 2012, and indeed uh, my wife, who, who started first, and encouraged, uh, or I found encouragement to go on from there. And um, I enjoy the fact that I am getting movement. There's uh, the the famous so-called runner's high, the the endorphins flowing around the body, um, and and that is part of the enjoying having done it because that tends not to kick in during a run so much, <laughs> uh, in my experience. Um, getting out into um, beautiful places uh, as you say we're near the nature reserve which is a lovely bit of woodland in fact it's uh, Scotland's if not Europe's but certainly Scotland's largest colony of great crested newts the great crested newts the famous newts yes <laughs> um, we uh, haven't seen them very often I've seen one once but anyway uh, a fairly shy great crested newts yes yeah, I was out on a run actually as it happens one twilight uh, and it was just on the path uh, near where we're sitting just now um, it changes how you experience the space, doesn't it? How you're moving through it. Um, yes, I suppose it does. Well, I guess when you go running somewhere, suddenly places seem smaller, if that makes sense, because you know it takes less time to mm. to go round the track uh, if, if mm. it's a track or, or a path or a loop or whatever. So yes, um, I I get very into the um, statistics of it all. That, mm. um, Hopefully not to the point of obsession, but uh, you know, interested in: Am I getting faster, or be able to go for longer? Am I get, therefore using that as a measure of getting fitter? Mm. Um, I have tried uh, on occasion to sort of take that more. I mean, it's it's an enjoyment of God's creation anyway, but to mm. take that more spiritual angle on things of saying, well, can I use this time to uh, pray? Uh, to speak to God and mm. so on. You can go out for a run and just um, disengage from other things. You can think about whatever you like um, and just, you know, if you're not thinking about pace or about doing interval training and getting faster and slower to improve your speed and that kind of thing, uh, then it can be a great place to kind of get away from it all or to process it all. Um, I'm actually quite looking forward to this little run jog we're going to have because, as I was telling you, I, I've had quite a, an intense week in different ways with mm. family things and uh, uh, church-related things that have been uh, challenging in ways. So it, it'll be good to kind of put that into perspective mm. a bit. 
time. I'm glad one of us is looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave is in much uh, a better match condition, uh, should I say, than I am. Um, and uh, yes, I, I could ask um, the the question one should ask of all runners: What are you running from? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it sounds like uh, there are things to run to as uh, well as to run from. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it, it was interesting what you were saying about your headspace because that's one of the things that we are particularly thinking about at Sanctuary First this month. Well, um, uh, it's uh, it's been very nice to chat to you about that, and uh, and I'm sure we will chat some more. But uh, it's probably time to lace up uh, and uh, head out into the into the wilds. Fantastic. Dear listener, what follows are some edited highlights from our run. We're in the reserve. We are, and it's, it's still a glorious sunshine. Uh, and the couple of downpours of rain we had over the weekend with the thunderstorms uh, mean that everything has sprouted and all the grass and uh, cow parsley and all the rest of it is uh, a lot higher than it was when I was here um, last week, I think it was. It's so green. It is, yeah, lush. I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out for a great crested newt, but uh, <laughs> they're probably hiding from the sun. At the moment. I would think they would be, yes. Yeah. Um, they, as I say, seven, seven and a half years, and I've only seen one once on the path. <laughs> so, um, um, but apparently the locals knew about them for years, but didn't realise they were particularly special. And so they have become slightly famous, and then they keep getting moved around uh, as uh, building and development have taken place, um, mm. you see these sort of foot, foot and a half high um, fencing around certain areas as they have to make sure that the newts are okay and then move them somewhere else so they can mm. build. I, I like to think that there's this role of the newt traffic controller <laughs> <laughs> who's ushering the newts from one, uh, one yes. area to another. Because I talk about, don't they, is it wildlife corridors? Uh, yes. Uh, like on an informal basis. Indeed. But, um, uh, there's, yeah. there's a couple of literal ones, I believe, on this new road that they've built. There are a couple of underpasses specifically for the newts. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, newt, uh, the newt bypass. Yes. Uh, there you go. So, shall we break yeah. into a light jog? One of the things I find I'm actually not so good at is the sort of control of pace. Yes. Um, as you get into running, as I'm sure you know, you uh, learn to run at different paces for different uh, lengths of time and different reasons and so on. Good one, shall we turn left here? Yep. So we've come off the... The beaten track. ...cycle path to one of the nice bits. So, so yes, so, so essentially there's a kind of irony in the idea of pilgrimage, I think, from a Christian perspective, this idea of perhaps heading towards God, yeah. and yet God is all around. Yeah. So how important do you think the physical is in terms of where we're heading or where we're going, or is it all moot? Um, I mean, I think there's, as well as the theological position, which I would hold, of course, that God is everywhere. And you can take the you know, Jesus' words about, you know, the time is coming when we'll worship God, not in the temple or on the mount, but worship in spirit and in truth, by implication, everywhere. There's also a recognition that places to encounter God are important. When you pray, go into a room, close the door, pray privately simply perhaps because it's a helpful way to 
focus and concentrate, but I think also there can be certain places that are particularly conducive, whether that's a great cathedral where one has a spiritual sense of you know the years and centuries of devotion and prayer that have almost seeped into the walls it seems and can be sensed or I do like the kind of idea that seems to have come through the revival and Celtic spirituality of the sense of a thin place somewhere where by virtue of its spiritual background or just its geographical one that it's a place that is easier to sense and be in touch with uh, or be aware of the presence of God and of the, the other, the, the kingdom I suppose. You know, uh, the proverb, I can't remember where it comes from, if you want to run fast, run alone, if you want to run long, run together. Ah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, I think we'll go back around this woodland loop again. Cool. Uh, also, the idea that you need to pace yourself spiritually, you know. Yes. You don't just, though that it's a temptation, particularly if you come to faith, to be super enthusiastic and firing in all directions, or you start a new ministry and you want to make a good impression and you try to do lots of things. But our former minister, whom you know, always says it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. And there's a, a wisdom in taking time to get to know a new faith or a new place, whatever it might be. One of the things that's interesting, Dave, with you talking about the various apps and things that you can use to keep track of time and distance and so on, is that there's a way in which I think running helps to, particularly if you take that kind of detailed approach, familiarise yourself with your own body and with your own situation. And I think I know with my lifestyle, it's very easy to kind of lose touch, <laughs> you know, with your limbs and how they actually work and, you know, you're always desk-based and, and so on. Whereas when you run, you're using muscles which might not get used all the time. And as you learn um, the limits of your body and as you gently stretch them, you're actually getting to know yourself better. And I suppose that, as an experience, is quite a useful corollary to the idea of the prayer experience. That, you know, if we continue to be self-aware and we continue to try different things and learn, then we can actually learn more about ourselves in the process. Yes, I think there's a, a self-knowledge thing there, definitely. And there can be a snowball effect, can't there? Like, the more your body gets used to moving, the more it wants to move. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, as I say, I probably focus more on the physical fitness side of things, but I think there is a mental and spiritual benefit to that as well. It's hard going, this stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But I think, as well, that's part of the thing with running, isn't it? Is that you go so far and then you kind of have to keep going, you know, once you pass a certain point, don't you? Yeah, so depending on your route planning skills <laughs> uh, or deliberately putting yourself in a position, there is a mental side very much to running that you go without 
uh, knowing how much you can do, you get to a point and you say, oh, I can't do this, and you lapse to a walk. But actually, there is room, despite what I said about not being able to control my pace very well, you can slow down your pace and keep going for longer than you think. And sometimes you can really surprise yourself with what your body is capable of doing. And it's funny as well, isn't it? Because there's all sorts of gear you can buy to your running and, as we've described, apps and routes and clubs and stuff. But when it comes down to it, in the end, you just have to do it. Yeah. You know, like at some point, you're just going to have to start. And uh, it's almost... I think I might slow down slightly. Yeah. I think it's when you... Uh, yes, I think sometimes we delay doing something because we think we're not ready mm-hmm. or we're not good enough or there's no way someone like me could do something like that. But actually, it's not until you start and you try and you possibly fail <laughs> and end up a hot, sweaty mess that you realise that actually maybe you can. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so true in so many aspects of our lives that we kind of hold ourselves back from doing things yeah. um, because of that initial hurdle. Um, and there are many ways in as well which can help to alleviate that. Um, I got started, and Kath got started, my wife, with uh, Couch to 5K, C2 5K, which is a, well, there are various different versions of it, but an eight or nine week programme usually that starts you on week one just going out for uh, run for a minute, walk for two minutes, run for a minute, walk for two minutes. And when we say run, it's not necessarily hard pelt, it's just a steady jog or whatever. Uh, others start with uh, running groups, jogging groups, not something that I've taken part in, but again, people then get the encouragement of going out with others because it can be yes. a very sociable thing. Park run, as I mentioned before, this Saturday morning runs uh, around the country are a very social and supportive community where they have the ethos that no one is too fast or too slow. Uh, you can uh, walk with the tail walker, so you won't even be last. There's always someone designated who is there to make sure that everyone is well and completes the course yeah, and that's then nice. marshals it's all volunteer run so it's a very uh, relaxed and almost family friendly ethos so that's us back from the run we've yeah. survived we have indeed uh, we've uh, had something to eat mm-hmm. uh, we have replenished our electrolytes <laughs> as i like to say um and uh, yeah so just thought we'd take a, a few moments to round off our our conversation and of course, logging the run. Logging um, the run. I I failed. I included the the walk back uh, in the, the measuring. Um, uh, there's a friend and I have a discussion about. Um, you know, he, he he pauses his app when he's not running on his run. If you see mm. what I mean. Mm. Uh, whereas I tend to say, well, you know, you don't get to pause it if you're in a race. He doesn't tend <laughs> you to. You can't pause life. <laughs> en- well, yeah, but he doesn't tend to enter sort of races. He's more running for the enjoyment the burning mm. of calories different things but not necessarily the competitive element not that he's not competitive but i think he would take it to extremes if he did anyway um so i didn't pause uh and you know maybe there's there's something in, in that about yes you, you measure all of of life not just the, the 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 good bit that you want to show how fast you are but you know the, oh, that's the, interesting. You, you even out uh, over the slower bits perhaps or whatever um 
but then I forgot to actually hit stop when we got back to the car, so we've got about half a kilometre of uh, going at a very fast pace indeed. <laughs> we, uh, we're uh, making you sound bold there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so logging the run, putting in a few notes in the description about what the weather was like, who I was with, uh, and um, you know how how it felt. Um, there's mm. a, there's a on one app anyway. There's a kind of series of uh, smiley faces or not smiley faces oh, okay. you know did you did you feel this run was terrible or not very good or oh, that's really average or okay but that's that's really interesting I, I, d- I hadn't realized um, with the apps you know that there was this almost journaling function to some degree you yeah. know even if it's limited mm-hmm. but the yeah. idea that you can record some of this information and I think um, yeah it's helpful to have these moments in life to help us to stop mm-hmm. and look back and uh, yeah. And, uh, and to evaluate where we've come from, mm-hmm. uh, literally, uh, in the case of running, but yes. um, but, but also um, metaphorically. Yeah, and, and I think in, in those notes then there is that yeah, qualitative rather than quantitative mm-hmm. uh, ability to say, well, mm-hmm. this is what happened on this day, or you know, I, or you can say more specifically, well, I was doing uh, a multiple of four hundred meter or, or sixty second uh, intervals, so you know it won't be the same as as doing a, a consistent of jog or you know whatever um, so yes because you can look back and obviously there are trends and the total amount of time you've or distance you've been out in a week or, or whatever but you can go back and say well what was happening on that one um, so yeah it's, it helps to have a bit more that distinguishes it and I didn't today I know you've taken pictures I didn't actually take a picture but you can, you can take a picture and attach mm. that to your record and, oh, right. and then you know that, that might oh, express fine. something whether it's a selfie or a landscape or whatever mm. uh, express something of, of oh, where you've been a big thank you to dave slater for running with me both physically and conceptually dave told me that when he was new to his churches he went on a run around the neighborhood a kind of equivalent of beating the bounds of the parish and as he ran he thought about and prayed about the places he saw We also discussed the idea of designing prayerful runs that would deliberately take you past places of contemplation or that point you to prayer in other ways. Perhaps ideas worth running with. Thanks for listening to the Sanctuary First podcast. You can follow us online at sanctuaryfirst.org.uk and on both Facebook and Twitter. I will leave you now with some special bonus content about ducks. Originally, as I say, it was called the Duck's Walk, and I believe, I forget the details of the story, but there was a chap who lived in Glenboig but worked in the steelwork, or the ironwork as it would have then been perhaps, uh, who used to walk over uh, the path before it was all formally a nature reserve or a cycle trail, obviously. Um, And uh, apparently there were uh, ducks who would accompany him, uh, or (laughs) one particular duck, I think, and so it became known as the Duck's Walk. (laughs) 